our service is going to get started in three minutes. Our service is going to get started in three minutes. Park Baptist Church. How are we doing this evening? We're doing okay? Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 657, hymn 657, hymn 657. Thank you. 
Here we go. In the book tis written, saved by grace, oh, the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know by his blood it's I am made whole. But there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And the white Angels sing the story. Father, Lord, thank you for this gathering. Thank you, Lord, that we can sing the song for those of us who are saved, born again, children of God. We know that our name is written down in glory, Lord, in heaven, and it's mine. And so, Father, we're just thankful for uh, just uh, this gathering tonight, Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, that you bless the people who've come here, Lord, to hear from you. We also pray that you uh, bless the preaching of your word tonight. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen, and you may be seated since she sang so beautifully there a moment ago. Hymn 643, hymn 643. Hymn 643, hymn 643. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Sing along. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. After I'd wander in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. cross the Savior laid me whole. My sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit, born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit with life from above into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And 
the transaction so quickly was made when as a sinner I came took up the offer of grace he did proffer oh praises did name heaven came down and glory filled my soul when at the cross the Savior made me whole my sins were washed away and my night was turned to day heaven came down and glory filled my soul now I have a hope now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe. Riches eternal and blessings supernal from this precious hand I receive. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Amen and amen. Got your prayer sheets. All right. You'll uh, take those out and and let's look at those for just a moment. Please remember to pray for all of our folks that are on our help list. Um, had several folks that were out this last week uh, just due to uh, sickness, so keep them in your prayers. Uh, please continue to pray for Brother Gary and Mary Lund with some of the health issues that he's facing. Please keep him in your prayer. Uh, I just... I tried to text him. Miss White said that uh, both of them are still, you know, waiting some test results and just not doing very well. So keep them in your prayers. All right. praying for them is something totally different when you tell them yes, yes, yes okay yes. It, it they they need that encouragement so uh, and we need to let one another know that as well all right so pray for them pray for brother dennis and miss Susie and their health as well uh, i want to say thank you for praying for my dad he's doing much better i talked to him uh, monday and uh, he sounds like himself again you know he sounds strong you know you can tell by someone's voice if they sound weak or if they sound strong. And uh, uh, I told him he sounds like himself again. So please uh, keep praying for him. He's, he was able to go to church all day Sunday. Uh, so uh, that, I, I was glad to hear that. So, uh, But just, uh, again, thank you for uh, praying for him. Uh, keep uh, also praying for Brother Harmon as he's on uh, the road to, to Utah and doing all those. He's preaching for all those churches while he's up there. Uh, and then, of course, while they're gone, uh, there's another 
hurricane going up back up through Florida again. Oh, no. So, uh, you know, so pray for them. And, uh, you know, so you know, what can you do? You, you know, just you watch it and head for cover when it gets close. You don't have to you don't you don't have to wait. You know, you can wait till it gets a little close. You don't have to be way off when you go, you know. You can wait and watch it till it gets across the street and go. It's plenty of time. Okay? Yeah, it's all right. Uh, but anyway, pray for them, okay? And I know they would certainly appreciate it uh, very much. And please remember now that our faith promise has begun. Uh, it's uh, $1,950 a week. So, uh, and we, I'm telling you, uh, the missionaries were very thankful for Central Park Baptist Church. Amen. And uh, they were thankful uh, for uh, the gifts, the, the, the table out here, and the, the, just the love offerings that you put in the, the basket for Brother Harmon. Uh, man, he, he could not say enough about, uh, about Central Park. But the other missionaries did the same thing. Uh, and I was telling Brother Marco this afternoon, I said, listen, if there's one thing that I want our missionaries to know, is that Central Park uh, is a giving church. And uh, I want them to leave this place and know that Central Park has taken care of them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and so that's what Faith Promise does. It helps our missionaries. Uh, and they, they, you know, they need somebody to be a blessing to them. And I'm thankful that God has allowed us through you to be able to do that. So let me encourage you. You continue to pray about that. Now, I've, we're going to wait. We're going to do this, Try to start tonight. We're going to wait and do our, our announcements at the end of service. That stuff's not that important. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's, it's not more important than what we're doing right now. So we'll, um, you know. I've been man. It's amazing. Anyway, if you ask God stuff, He'll tell you. You know. If you ask, and be careful. If you don't want to know the answer, then don't ask. Because uh, you know He's going to tell you, and He's going to tell you right up. And uh, so anyway, so now we're going to we're going to try that at the end of the service and. And say, um, you know, if you get tired, you can sit down. It won't take long, you know. But we'll we'll do it that way for a while and see how that works, all right? Amen. Well, let's go to the Lord and pray for these on our, our prayer sheet tonight. And uh, also, again, remembering our offering uh, as well. Lord, we thank you, God, for your goodness. Uh, Father, I'm thankful, Lord, for the power of prayer. Uh, I'm thankful, God, that, uh, Lord, Psalm 34, I think, in seven says, 17 says that, uh, the righteous cry, uh, and you hear us, Lord, and you deliver us out of all our trouble, and I'm thankful for that today. Uh, I'm thankful that we have a God who gives ear to us, Lord, and listens to us. So, God, I pray and ask you, may we listen to you, uh, Lord, as you uh, speak to our hearts, Lord. And, uh, God, sometimes listening uh, comes, we need to listen to those that are around us, and I pray, God, that you'd help us to do that as well. Help us to be good listeners, Lord, and uh, God, I give you praise for that. Lord, I pray, thank you for our people. Uh, Lord, for our faith promise uh, year that we had last year. Uh, but God, you have not sent the Lord Jesus Christ to come back to get us yet. And so, Lord, we have uh, began another uh, faith promise year. And I pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, and strengthen us, God, to, uh, Lord, to be faithful in our, uh, in our commitment to you, Lord. And, and then, God, may we use the uh, the mission money that's given, may we use it for the furtherance of the cause of Christ, Lord, uh, on foreign fields and, and to help missionaries, Lord, and be a blessing and an encouragement to them, Lord. And, and uh, so, God, I pray that you'd be with our people. Help us, Lord, to be mindful 
uh, of our faith promise when you give it to us. Help us to recognize that that's what it is. And, and uh, so, Lord, we ask your help on that. Lord, we pray also, uh, Father, tonight for our folks that are facing health concerns. Lord, uh, like Miss Erica and her chemotherapy, we lift her up in prayer and ask you, God, to uh, be with her, Lord, strengthen her body. And I pray, God, that, Lord, it'll not be the chemotherapy that removes that cancer, but, Lord, it'll be you. And, uh, God, that, uh, Lord, that you'll make yourself known in that. And uh, so, Lord, I, I pray that you'd be with her. Thank you, Lord, for her faithfulness, her steadfastness, Lord. And uh, I pray, God, that you'd continue to watch over her. Help Megan, Lord, as well as she helps her mom. And give her strength. I pray, Lord, that you'd also be with my mom and dad, Lord. And thank you, God, for the answer to prayer. And how you strengthen them, Lord. And pray, God, that you would continue to watch over them. Pray, God, today that you would be with uh, the Korean ministry, Lord, with Brother Choi. God, I, Lord, that's a, uh, God, anything that you do like this, Lord, it really, it's difficult at best. And, and uh, but Lord, if you help us just to stay the course, that's our theme this year, Lord, to stay the course and keep doing what you've called us to do and do it the way you've called us to do it, Lord, and uh, reach out uh, to people and with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and just say what you say and and Lord, you said that you'd give the increase. So we just pray for Brother Choi and the Korean ministry, Lord. We pray, God, continually for his <clears throat> immigration status, Lord. Help us, Lord, to <clears throat> give all the information that's needed correctly to the attorneys, Lord, that are working on this for him. And I pray, God, that you'd touch the powers that be, that, God, that when that information is given to them, that, Lord, that they'll just put that stamp of approval on that. And, uh, God, that we can just... Uh, move on and get our complete attention back on you, Lord, and, and know that, God, all that's taken care of. We thank you, Lord, for our people again. Thank you, Lord, for all of our folks, Lord, that are here tonight. I pray, God, that you'd bless the Bible study as we look through the book of Daniel. Lord, we need you. And, and uh, God, we pray for the presence of your spirit in this place. Lord, watch over us and strengthen us. Be with our offering tonight. I pray, God, that you'd be with the gift and the giver. And we give you praise and glory for it all because in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. <clears throat> to rise we'd like for you to join us in singing one more hymn hymn 527 hymn 527 and at the conclusion of this hymn please greet each other as we prepare for tonight's uh, bible study amen hymn 527 <laughs> Throw out the lifeline, this arrow to share. 
chapter 6 I'm not sinking I'm this tall <laughs> I was I was thinking about this the other day Dan, while you're turning to Daniel chapter 6 uh, somebody asked me if I played my trumpet in, in high school I said or how long I said yeah I started in junior high well it made me think that when I was in junior high band I remember I got in trouble first time ever yep first time ever and my band teacher said, if you get in trouble again, I'm going to make you stand on your chair the rest of the class. Well, I got in trouble again. You know, it was the person beside me. They were, you know, they got me in, they got me in trouble. So he said, you, okay, okay, call me in my lesson. Why, you, you got to stand on your chair the rest of the class. So I did. I got in my chair, and I'm standing there, and, we're, and it's in band. We're playing. And, and he just stopped everything, and he said, hey. 
I thought I told you to stand on your chair. True story. True story. And I said, I am standing on my chair. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, not shrink, I'm not sinking. I'm this tall, okay? So, but I have grown a little bit. You know, I think I was like four foot, I think, in eighth grade. You know, it was bad. But God made me this way, and, and it'll be okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Daniel chapter 6. I don't know. Oh, that song made me think of that. That's why I thought about it. Now, Daniel chapter 6, look in verse 18. We'll begin reading there. And uh, we'll just read down through the end of the chapter. I think that's right. No, we'll read down through verse 23, all right? Uh, then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Remember, Daniel's been thrown in the lion's den. Passed the night fasting, neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said unto Daniel, O Dan Daniel, O Daniel ser servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath uh, and uh, shut the mouths of or shut the lions' mouths that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done, uh, O king, have I done no hurt? Then was the king exceeding glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. And the king commanded, let me go ahead and read a little bit more. And the king commanded, verse 24, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Father, help us, Lord. Again, we pray for, your, uh, for the moving of you, dear Holy Spirit, in our hearts. God, help us. For the next 30 minutes or so, put all, all the things that demand our thoughts and our times. Lord, the things that we've uh, faced at work today. God, help us, Lord, just to be still for a few minutes and allow you to speak to us, God, and help us and strengthen us, encourage us, challenge us, Lord. Uh, God, whatever our need might be spiritually, I pray, God, that we will allow you to speak to our hearts. And, Lord, at the invitation, I pray that, God, that you'd help us to respond, Lord, according to your perfect will. Bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, if you remember, Daniel is, uh, he'd been arrested, you know, and they thrown him into the lion's den. And, and as we come to verse 18, notice that everything switches from Daniel uh, to Darius. All right. In verse 18, notice it says, Then the king went to his palace past the night, Fasting, and, and so we see that the focus has switched from, from Daniel to Darius. Uh, and the Bible tells us, as we read that verse, that in, in Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 2, the Bible says, There is no peace, uh, saith my God, to the wicked. You want to know what's going on right now? There you go. No peace for the wicked. Darius found this out pretty quick. Uh, even though Darius, now watch, even though Darius may not have wanted Daniel in the den of lions, even though he wasn't the one who actually threw him in, all of these consequences are the result of Darius. Right. 
they're a result of his pride. That, that, that's hap- all of these things are taking place because of Darius' pride. Uh, and so Darius, he goes to the palace, uh, and the Bible tells us that he passed the night fasting. Um, let me ask you this. I mean, have you ever been distraught emotionally to the point where you just didn't feel like doing anything? I mean, even eating. Now, some some folks have to be distressed pretty bad not to eat. Amen? Uh, Darius was one of those guys. I'm telling you, he is distressed. It didn't matter what number he put his, you know, sleep number bed on. He had them bring in a purple mattress, and that one didn't work. Tempur-Pedic was out the window. I mean, he tried everything. Uh, but his sleep went from him, uh, and it didn't matter. I mean, he just didn't have peace. And the best way to have a good night's sleep is to have a clear conscience. My dad used to always give me a hard time, uh, and I would, you know, the day would go when I was at home, and I'd say, man, I didn't sleep hardly any last night. And first thing out of his mouth was, you got a bad conscience. You know, and it was like, you know, I just... You know, slough that off. But in order to have a good night's sleep is to have a clear conscience and trust God's ability to take care of whatever it is you might be going through. Um, so, in fact, I, I wrote this down. More sleeplessness than we are ready to admit is caused by sin. Okay? Sleeplessness can be caused by a lot of other things, but the biggest factor is sin. Uh, notice with me in verse 19 and 20, I want you to notice here that Oh, uh, Darius, you remember, he's, he's went to the palace, and he's, he hadn't slept, he hasn't eaten. Uh, and verse 19, 20 lets us know, verse 19 says, he rose very early in the morning. I mean, as soon as the first ray of sun peeked over the horizon, Darius is headed to the den of lions. And I don't think he walked. I think he's in a hurry. He may not have ran, that wouldn't have looked too kingly, but... But I'm telling you, he's in a hurry, and he's headed to the to the den of lions. And, and and as I thought about that, I thought, you know, how could you how could you lay around when someone that you think a lot about is in a den of lions? I mean, uh, have you ever your sleep went from you, and, and because you've got something on your mind, and you have to get up, and you have to, and you sit on the couch, and you uh, do whatever it is that you do, and uh, you know because you can't sleep, and you mull the things over and you meditate on what's going on in your mind because you're emotionally distressed. Well, well, Darius is emotionally distressed and there, there's no peace. And you know, and if you, listen, if you want to get up in the morning with peace, then you're going to have to go to bed with peace. Okay? I mean, that's pretty simple. But whatever it takes to get that peace, and, and listen, I'm talking about peace with God. Uh, that that's where peace comes from. It says, "And the peace of God passes all understanding." Listen, so we got to make sure that we have peace with God when we lay down at night. And and if you go to bed with peace, you'll wake up with it. Uh, if, but if you notice that the king, I've called it his hasty return. Now the king here shows fervency for Daniel uh, a second time. He was late the first time. In fact, he was too late the first time. But now he's hoping that he's not late this time. In fact, uh, the king should have had some fervency for the righteous before he ever signed that decree. Amen. Uh, And I think that if he would have, then perhaps 
uh, there wouldn't be any need for this haste right here in this moment of time in, 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 in sorrow as he went to the lion's den. Uh, but I think that, you know, and I, I thought, isn't that the way it always is, though? People refuse or they're disobedient to God or what he tells us or his commands and they don't show much interest or enthusiasm until after they get in trouble. Until after the, uh, the fire is turned up, until after the heat is on and until after the suffering begins. And, and then you know what happens? Then we get enthusiastic all of a sudden. Listen, the, the timing of your zeal for righteousness is as important as your zeal for righteousness. Did y'all, let me say that again. The timing for your zeal for righteousness is as important as your zeal for righteousness. A lot of folks will show zeal for righteousness, but only after it's too late. Okay, so the king, he's hasty here in verse 19. He's headed to the den of lions. And then when he gets there, notice what it says. He cried with a, what kind of voice? A lamentable voice. That word lamentable, it means afflicted. Uh, Darius, uh, listen, his soul, if you will, his spirit has been distressed by his bad choices. Remember, all this has taken place because of his own, uh, of his own doing. In fact, he knew he was wrong because if you go back, remember it said he was, when all this took place, he was upset with who? He wasn't upset with Daniel. He wasn't upset with these, uh, these guys that was accusing him. He was upset with himself uh, because he knew that he had uh, made some bad choices. So he cries out to Daniel with a lamentable voice or an afflicted voice. And Darius, when he comes to the den of lions, he says, Daniel, oh, Daniel. I think, he, listen, I'm telling you, the stones have been moved. The seal has been broken. And now he's looking down in this lion pit, listen, and he's wanting to make sure that Daniel is okay. Uh, he's afflicted. Listen, when, if you've ever been afflicted, have you cried out? Did you cry out like, no, I don't. Listen, I was telling somebody in, the other day that I, I've been in here in the auditorium and, and I've been talking to God. You know how I talk when I'm distressed and I need some help and, and my, my spirit has been, uh, uh, I mean, put to the test, so to speak. I come and I say, hey, Lord, I need some help. And I said just about like that, maybe a little louder. By myself. But I'm not whispering about it. You know why? I need some help. I'm serious. Well, the king's serious. And he cries out to Daniel. And he says, Daniel, oh, Daniel, servant of the living God. And that's pretty good. Listen, that word living means at least three things. I just jotted them down. It means that God possessed life. It means that God provides life. <clears throat> And that God preserves life. I mean, the idols could, could do none of these. And evidently, Darius knew this because he says, Daniel, servant of the dead God? Ser servant of the carved God? No, he says, servant of the living God. So the idols, they, watch, listen, all these idols and the gods that they serve, they're pagan gods and they're dead. They, they're, listen, 
the king calls out a compliment to Daniel. Notice what he says. He says, you keep reading. He says, whom thou serve all day on Sunday. Oh, wait a minute. No. Uh, you know, he's, he's kind of putting Daniel on the spot. Now, don't worry. Some Christians won't have to worry about that. Getting put on the spot, you know, about serving God. I don't know, all the time. Are, you know, are y'all still, y'all scooching around? Don't move. I think I'm talking to you, okay? Uh, you can serve God all the time. He said, no, he said, whom thou serveth continually. Uh, Daniel was a faithful servant of God. He didn't just serve him when, it was time, when he thought he was going to go to the lion's den. He served all the time. Uh, and so he's in the lion's den and calls out to Daniel in the form of a question. And he says, is thy God... It's thy God, your God, Daniel, your living God. Now watch, the king shows concern. He shows earnest concern. But again, his concern is too late. I mean, it, that concern should have come sooner. Amen? People are the same. I mean, how often have you seen it happen that, that people, Christian people too, show concern for loved ones, but only after it's too late? Oh, God, they went so early. Lord, they still had some time. Wait a minute. Now's not the time to show concern. It should have been way back. Right. Uh, we, listen, if we, uh, if, if we can't start being concerned when their health fails. Or, or, you know, it seems like we want to say all these good things about the people we care about only at their eulogy. Right, right. Oh, wait a minute. If we care about them, let's say it now when it, when it counts. If they're saved, guess what? They're, listen, they don't need that. Right. Honestly, they, they don't need your, your platitudes and need our compliments. They're in the presence of God himself with a glorified body. Amen. When they need those things and encouragement is when we, you know, wake up in the morning and we're facing some things. That, that's when we need them. And so here's uh, Darius. He's showing all this concern, but, but it, it's too late. Uh, we get concerned oftentimes when, uh, and we call out for help, but it's too late. Uh, we, when our health fails, then we get concerned. When you know, but you know, the concern ought to, the questions ought to start before we start smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol. You know, and I'm just th- that's just a, I'm just throwing that in there. Um, you know, we need to show concern by letting our loved ones know we're praying for them, that we care about them, being a witness to them, you know. Let them see you pray. Let them see you read your Bible. Amen. That shows concern. Um, so Darius asks Daniel, did the, God, uh, did the God you serve deliver you? And now notice the, the point number one, uh, the miracle of the lion's den. Now, here's Darius. He's at the mouth of this lion's den. And I can see him. He's bent over, man, and they, you know, they threw him in. I don't think it's a, something in the side of a hill. I think it's a pit. Right. And they've got these, these lions in there. So the stone's gone, the signet's been broken, and, and he's bent over, and he's looking in there, and he says, Has the God you serve delivered you? And then there's a voice that comes from a dark corner in the lion's den. We're going to get into that in a minute. And Daniel says... My God had sent his angel 
and has shut the lion's mouths, and they have not hurt me. How awesome is that? Now, before we get too far, look in verse 21. I, don't, I want you to see something. Notice in verse 21, notice what Daniel says. Uh, let me find it. Yeah, there, Daniel says, Darius, you dirty, low-down, rotten, no-good king, you had me thrown into this pit for nothing. That's not what he said. He was respectful. He showed that respect for that position that that king was in, and he showed Darius respect. It didn't matter what happened to him. It didn't matter, listen, it, uh, even though Darius didn't, listen, he, Darius had to have him thrown in there, even though he was, listen, a part of that, Daniel did not uh, cuss at him, he didn't raise his voice at him, he treated him with respect. That ought to show you and me something. Listen, we, have, we live in a society today that has literally no respect for authority. Listen, and I'll just say it from this standpoint because this is where I stand is that, you know, sometimes people say things to preachers and they expect them to take it just because they're the preacher. They think that they're supposed to just let it all, listen, that they're supposed to take everything that you dish out and not say a word in return because you're the preacher. And so they do it, and they do it in disrespect. Yeah. And we got to be careful. Daniel shows him respect. It was not disrespectful to the king because he allowed, and I've already said it, allowed him to be cast into the lion's den. But Daniel's behavior in prison was better than his enemies in the palace. In the palace, his enemies showed disorderliness, and we went through all that, and, and disrespect. But Daniel, even in the lion's den, shows respect for authority. Now look in verse 21. He said, my God has sent his angel. Uh, how many angels did he send? Just one. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's all it takes. I mean, just one. Now, and, and this is where I, I was thinking about this. Some preachers have used some what I called ministerial, uh, ministerial liberty and talked about how Daniel, you know, man, he made a pillow on that lion and he went over there and he slept like a baby. Now he could have. I'm not saying that's wrong, but listen, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, I kind of tend to think that Daniel, listen, he saw the, the angel. You, know, you say, how you know? Because he said he did. He said God sent an angel. Now, he was aware of the situation and he knew that angel had stopped the, the mouths. You know why he stopped them? Because they didn't come and eat him up. And I kind of think that, listen, that when that angel sat there and after the first maybe, I don't know, it, may, it might not have taken him long. It may have probably taken me a little longer. It might have taken him five minutes. It would have taken me an hour to realize that they're not going to get me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, wait, where's he going? What's he doing? Lord, I mean, hey, 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 Mr. Angel, are you still over there? <laughs> Listen, this guy, he sure is getting awful close. You know, perhaps they yawned a couple of times. You know, and their teeth are about six inches long. And a male lion will weigh somewhere around 500 pounds. I'm telling you, 
I kind of think Daniel, even though he knew that uh, there'd be no harm, even though he probably had a peace about the situation, they're still lions. Uh, and they're still in there with him. And I don't think that there was a whole lot of room. Uh, and I'm sure he probably didn't make a pet out of them. I don't think he went over and laid on them and figured out, oh, this one's mane is bigger than that one. I'm going to use, I'll use that one for a pillow. No, they're wild beasts. Um, I kind of think that Daniel was over in his part of the pit, you know, and, and, and I'm, and me, I'm saying, you know, you stay over there, I'll stay over here, you know, uh, and I think that's what happened. But then Daniel makes his report. He said, the lions have done me no hurt. And then look in verse 23. I thought this was interesting. Notice what it says. It says that no manner of hurt was, what's the next three words? Next three. Found upon him. You know, Daniel called out and he said, listen, I'm okay. The lions hadn't hurt me. Uh, I'm good. An angel, God sent his angel. And I can see those soldiers and they're going, yeah, right. An angel, sure. That's what the world does. Really? God did that? Right. God did this for you? Oh, sure. Really? Prove it. Well, they bring Daniel up out of that pit. And when it says no hurt was found on him, I think they're going, Daniel, let's see, maybe I've set up this. Oh, yeah, let me see that arm. Yeah, be good. Yeah, that leg looks good. I don't... You know, they ain't no scratch. You know what they did? They examined him. They looked him over. I mean, look at it. It says they, it, no hurt was found upon him. They didn't take his word for it. Listen, when you tell people about the blessings of God on your life, you know what? They're not going to take your word for it. Not very seldom. You know, uh, that, listen, that's why God said, prove me. You know, God said, listen, if you'll prove me, I'll show you. If you'll just do what I say and do it the way I say it, God says, I will prove it to you. I'll show it. Um, that's what happened. Daniel said they no hurt was on him, and they were skeptical. I mean, because the world is skeptical at the things of God. Uh, but no hurt, listen, um, what might be impossible to man is not even a trifle with God. Okay, the Bible says all things are possible with God. Nothing is impossible with Him. So God sent His uh, lion taming angel and took care of the lions in the den. And and um, but watch, I want you to see this, and and this is something I think we need to understand that most times uh, we pray and ask God to keep us out of the lion's den, and and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes God prefers to keep us safe in the lion's den. Yeah. And you know why? Well, well let me say this. Let me do it. God can keep us, God can keep us in the times of trials just as easy as he can keep us from the trials. Okay? But oftentimes, it's going to bring more glory to God when he saves us in the lion's den than saving us out of the lion's den. Man, I, I mean, think about our testimony sometimes when we say things like, you know, man, I'm glad I didn't have to face that. You know, when I was uh, younger, I didn't have to go through things like that or somebody's telling you something. Listen, 
I'm telling you, it makes for more glory to God when you hear a child of God say, let me tell you something, brother. I, my head was in the mouth of the lion. I was in the trial. I mean, I'm t- I don't know how it happened, but I had more uh, month left than I did money. And, and I'm just letting you know that I went ahead and I put my tithe in and, and I didn't know how I was going to pay rent. I didn't know how I was going to pay the groceries. I'm telling you, look right here. It's right here. But I'm telling you that at the end of the month, my rent was paid. I got groceries in the refrigerator. Listen, why? Because God gives the glory. Amen. That brings glory to God because he saved us in the lion's den. Damn, that's a pretty good story. And it's real. And it's given by an eyewitness. I can imagine Daniel. I can just hear Daniel. And I'm telling you, they throwed me down in there and there was about, I don't know, you know, half a dozen lions. It don't take many to kill a person, you know. Uh, but I'm telling you, he said, man, they threw me in there, and them things were growling and yelping at me. And, and, and then man, all of a sudden, I'm telling you, I'm looking, and I'm thinking, there's this angel. God sent this angel, and he went over there, and he shut the mouths of them. And, and this lion's mouth was about this big. You know, it's like fishing. How big was your fish? Man, I caught a fish this big. Man, he says how big that lion was. and can, I can hear Daniel telling the story. Listen, he's 80-something years old. And he's telling the story about how God delivered him. Um, Daniel, by faith, stopped the mouths of lions. Hebrews eleven thirty three. Yeah. Daniel says, my God. Man, that's personal. He's not your God. He's my God. He delivered me. He took care of me. Listen, you know why? Because he's my father in heaven, and that's what my father does. So Daniel, he said, my God, and by faith he did that. But look in verse 23. Okay, the miracle in the lion's den, the rejoicing out of the lion's den. Darius is a rare king. You say, what do you mean? Well, uh, he's rare because he rejoices in the well-being of the righteous. Okay, how many politicians do you know that rejoice in the well-being of the righteous? Yeah. Um. He rejoices for one reason, and that's because that the best man in his administration is still alive. Yeah. Another reason is that the evil plans of Daniel's enemies didn't work. Uh, look in verse 23. Um, you remember, the, the enemy says it's the law of the Medes and the Persians say that you got to do this. you got to throw him in the lion's den. Now watch this. Uh, the law did not require that Daniel die. It only required that Daniel be thrown in. I mean, but what do you expect? Well, they knew that. And they, they called the king out on it. So the king commands that Daniel be taken out of the lion's den. You know, the stone, like I said, is already rolled back. They lower some ropes down. They, I think they pull him out. Um, and with their own eyes, they see that God preserved Daniel. To deny that would have been foolish. They, they looked at him. They examined him. Now, for him, for those people to deny that God, I mean, here's Daniel. Yeah, an angel, God sent an angel, and there's no hurt found upon him. Uh, they didn't hurt me. And then it says there's no hurt found on him. So they looked at him. And, 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 and so we can see that, that these guys pull him out. And, and, and listen, for them to say that this didn't happen, it'd be really, it'd be stupid. It'd be crazy. I mean, with their own eyes, they see that God preserved Daniel. 
Now think about it. It's the same way with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look in Acts chapter 1 verse 3. You turn over there. I'm just going to keep going because I don't want to run out of time. I'm almost I'm trying to get through. The Bible tells us that the Lord showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible truths. That word infallible, but it means with certainty. It means fixed and without question. In other words, the Lord, watch, in John 20, 19, the Lord entered a room where the doors were locked. He showed, uh, he, he showed uh, uh, these, his disciples, his apostles, he showed them his crucifixion wounds in Luke chapter 24. Now, we're talking about after he, he rose from the dead. He ate and drank with them in Luke 24. Uh, but most convincing was the fact was his appearing over a period of 40 days. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And, and look in verse 5. We'll read verse 5 through 8. Found your place? Say amen. Oh, we're getting there. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 5 through 8. It says, And that he was seen of Cephas and of the twelve. After that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remained under this present until the writing of, this, of Scripture here. Where, and it says, but some are fallen asleep, some died. Uh, after, uh, after that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. I'm telling you, look in verse uh, nine, uh, 8. At last of all, he or is seen of me born out of due time. Listen, that's a witness for you. Now, understand something. The end result of these appearances was that the apostles became absolutely convinced of the reality that Jesus Christ physically rose from the dead. I mean, but has, but has anybody ever tried to convince you that you didn't see what you saw? Ah, you didn't see that. Yeah, I, I did. I was right there. Uh, that ain't right. Nah. Come on, really? Yes, I saw it with my own two eyes. I was there. You know how I know I'm saved? Because I was there when it happened. Amen. Listen, there, but yet people deny the physical resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ every day, even though there were witnesses to it. Yes, sir. Right. Psalm 19.1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Oh, I don't either. That took place over billions of years. And that's another message. Um, so these guys couldn't deny the fact that God delivered him. Uh, I mean, here's Daniel. He's the witness. Going, hey, no, God delivered me. The angel, I saw him. Uh, but notice verse 24. I got to keep going. Uh, there's been three commands given right here in chapter 6, regard, uh, just about the lion's den. First, in verse 16, the first command is cast Daniel in. Okay? Throw him in. First command. Second command is in verse 23. Take Daniel out. And then the third is here in verse 24. <clears throat> cast all the enemies in. Yeah, it reminds me of a couple of things. You better be careful. Um, 
how you do things and how you talk about folks. Um, you remember Haman in Esther chapter 6? You remember he built a gallows to have Mordecai hanged on. You know what happened to him? He was hanged on the gallows he built for somebody else. Yeah. The second is the fact that uh, we're talking about uh, God's judgment is, is the day that Satan's going to get cast into the lake of fire. I read that today, and I, I'm sitting in my chair, and I'm going, praise the Lord. <laughs> Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. Um, listen, I'm telling you, hell's a real place, and real people go there. But for only one reason, because they reject Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Yeah, that's the only reason. Uh, so God's judgment has come on Daniel's enemies, and they're cast in. Look in verse 24. Let me... Uh, let me read that. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 24 says, And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came at the bottom of the den. In other words, there was no trace left of them. They ate everything. Um, they were all cast in. Now, now, now watch this. So man, that's pretty cruel. Wait, but wait a minute. Under the Mosaic law in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 16, wives and children would not have been made to suffer the penalty or the death penalty along with those found guilty of murder under the Mosaic law. But Darius is not acting under the Mosaic law. He is acting under the same law that those men used to condemn Daniel. The law of the Medes and the Persians. It's in, it's in there. And the point being is the fact, watch this, they were all cast in under this pagan law. But the point being here is the fact that the family may be living an innocent life. They may uh, be doing everything right. Men, put your seatbelt on. But the man misbehaves and it brings harm and suffering to the family That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean you say what, hey it's in here it's all in here yep. I'm telling you it's all in there right. That's right. men you're important yes, sir. you are the spiritual leader of your home right. and there's no loopholes right. there's no wiggle room um God just says, do it. Right. And this, I mean, these guys cost them, their families, the lives, it, it cost the lives of their whole families, their children. You imagine the impact that a bad decision has on the lives of families, on our children? Listen, it's hard enough to make it talking to God every minute of every day. You know why? Because the old flesh gets in the way. And we begin to think and say things like, well, I think. <laughs> Careful. We better get the Bible out. You know, every decision we make, and I wrote myself this, must be made in light of eternity. Yeah. Uh, the cruelty. Uh, verse 24 again, I'm about done. 
The rule of that day was to keep these lions hungry. You think they fed them on a regular basis? Absolutely not. Because they didn't know when they were going to throw somebody in there. And they wanted them lions to be hungry. And the Bible says the lions had mastery over them. Or mastery of them. And you know why? The angel was gone. The divine restraint given for the protection of Daniel was withdrawn. And can I tell you that God has a protection around his children that does not provide for those who are lost? In fact, there's protection that God provides for his children that are in, the, in his perfect will that is not provided for those who are out of his will. Yeah. Man, they dropped these people in there. I, I don't think they wanted to throw them in. Now, they cast Daniel in, but I'm thinking they just kind of lowered them guys them in for, you know. But have you ever seen a hungry lion? They don't wait to while they're eating hits the ground. They're on them immediately. I mean, I watch that stuff, and I watch these lions jump on these water buffalo, and these water buffalo weighing a couple thousand pounds, and they bring them down. And I can see a lion on an innocent child that gets tossed in there. Can you hear them screaming? Daddy, I don't want to go in there. Daddy, why are they putting me in here for? I didn't do nothing wrong. I was at home playing. I was at home doing this. Daddy, why are they doing that? Can you hear the wife saying the same thing? Man, I can. Yeah. Um. I mean, divine judgment. And God's judgment comes so quick that the wicked will not have time to repent. These people didn't. It was too late. Um, but I'm thankful to, today that God is long-suffering, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Today, there's time. Yep. Today, God is still a God of mercy and grace. Yeah. You say, how do you, well, how do you? he hasn't come back. But he's coming. Um, today there's still time to live for him. There's still time to make him the number one priority in your life. So you, you, you think making good choices are important? Absolutely. You say, well, that was Denton. Yeah, but think how much more of an impact it makes today. And, and can I say this? If, if, uh, if there's a godly man in the home that's willing to make those decisions and live godly and do the right thing, ladies... It's your responsibility to follow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all God's plan. Um, it doesn't mean you'll be without struggles. It doesn't mean that you'll be without, you know, disagreements. You know, I mean, uh, we have disagreements all the time. I mean, y'all have disagreements in y'all's husband and wife relationship? Yeah. I'm probably the only one. No, because you've got two different people under one roof. But when it comes to this, and we're, let's do our best to do the right thing yes, at the right time, yes, the right way. Yes, and I'm telling you, God will provide Amen. the protection for you. Amen. And people will say, man, I don't know how you did it. I don't know. Can you see them around the lines then? Daniel, I don't know how you got out of there. Man, there's not a scratch on you. I don't even think he smelled like a lion. I mean, the, the Hebrew children didn't smell like smoke. Right, right. 
So, I mean, couldn't he go? I, I think maybe he came out of there and he, they, he didn't. Uh, have you ever smelled? I've never smelled a lion. I don't want to get close enough to smell one. But I've smelled dogs that have been wet. Man, they stink. I can imagine these lions had been in there for, for no telling how long and they stunk. Daniel, how'd you do it? Man, you don't even smell like a lion. There's not a scratch on You don't even have any lion hair on you. Well, I was over here and they were over there. But God protected me. He'll do the same thing for you. Father, help us. Strengthen us. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us to be, uh, Lord, under your umbrella of protection because we, uh, Lord, function inside your perfect will for our life. God, Daniel's here showing us some pretty interesting things, Lord, and showing us uh, some things that we ought to do as a child of God and some things that we ought not to do. Uh, God, I pray that you'd help us to glean some of these things, Lord, that will help us and strengthen us, God. And, Lord, I'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if